0: I want to speak to you about how we can receive recovery, renewal, and breakthrough. Steps to recovery, renewal, and breakthrough. Amen. You know what revival is? Revival is a visitation of God. Which brings God's people to a place where we are wired up with God. Revival is the life wire that activates our life uh when we are sleeping in er certain areas of our spiritual journey revival awakens us revival gives us a deep sense of god's near presence and holiness where we want to run after god revival gets us to a place where we are uncomfortable with the status quo we get to a place where we'll say you know what i need more from god and i know what he wants me to do and now i'm at that place where where the spirit quickens our heart where we are ready to cooperate with him revival awakens us to sin in our lives and it empowers us to reject it in repentance it empowers us to reject it out of the overflow of a love for god when you love somebody you want to obey him you want to follow him you want to trust him and so revival quickens our love for God where we want to please God it gets us to a place of submission a place of obedience a place where we want to pursue God's purpose for our life a place where we want our lives to bring praise and glory to Almighty God and that's what revival does at the heart of revival it's an outflow where we want what God wants for us everything in this world doesn't compare anymore to the blessing the greatness the joy the peace the utility of God over our life and that is the 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 result of revival that is the outcome the benefits of revival and God tells us that in his word and we, we this is the key verse here that we're going to be looking at it tonight in uh, Corinthians verse 7 and 14 and 15 he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then God says, I will hear from heaven, uh, forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. And in these words, we find three conditions for God to take us to the next level of blessing. He gives us a promise that will motivate us to pursue him. He says, here are three things that I will do for you. And I want you to want it, desire it, understand it, get excited about that, so that that will propel you to pursue God. You see, everything God wants us to do is not to harm us, it's for our own benefit. Amen. The, the 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 commandments are God of God is not a chore, but instead they are a blessing. And so here are the benefits. God says, I will forgive your son, I will heal your land, and my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to your prayers. These three things. That when we harken on unto God, when we seek a revival from God, when, when, when God says, you know, He says, Humble yourself, pray and seek me, turn from your wicked ways. You say why should I do that? God says, I will, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sins. I will heal your land. My eyes and my ears will be attentive." The three things in here, are God's forgiveness, God's healing, and God's presence. I will forgive your sins, God's forgiveness. I will heal your land. God's healing in every area of our lives. Financial, relational, spiritual, vocational, emotional, spiritual healing. Oh, how we need that. And God says, I will be attentive to you. You will have my presence. My eyes and my ears are attentive to you. In other words, oh, the breath of God is alive in us. We have nearness to God. Intimacy with God. Closeness with God. How many of you know that if God is for you, no one against you? the closer you are to god the greater your blessing the greater your utility the greater oh awesome breakthrough will happen in your life forgiveness healing and god's presence is what we'll get out of it amen and so god says he says if you do these things right there will be renewal there will be recovery there'll be restoration there'll be revival and there will be my presence now the the three ingredients that are required for this blessing that god tells us his forgiveness his healing and uh, his presence uh, they, 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 they these are the three things that he says he says if you humble yourself their humility they are p- a prayerful urgency and holiness so let's look at that what are the conditions what are the requirements what is god looking uh, from us what what do we need to bring to the table god says how can two walk together unless they agree God says, I've planned something better for you. And it's only together with you will they be made perfect. So this is our part, our portion that God says, I, I, I encourage you. You have the choice, the ability. God has been so good to you that you know where your help will come from. It won't come from yourself. It won't come from anyone. It won't come from this world. It will come from God. So you know what is in it. for You You know the value of drawing near to God. And so uh, this is something that is like, oh, my, yeah, I agree with that. yeah. As a child of God this is where really I want to be I don't want to be close to my I, want, I, I, I don't want to be away from my father I want to be near to where my father is, because in his presence there is a blessing so the first ingredient the first requirement is that I must what I must what demonstrate a humble attitude towards God humble attitude towards God Here's what how God spoke says: if my people who are called by my name will what humble themselves and God seeks for an attitude of humility in us. hum, humility. Of all the things that God could have begun with, why did He start with humility? Why did God start with humility? Amen, here's why. Here's why. Because the word humility means submission. The word humility means to live in a state of continual surrender. The word humility. Uh, it means that you're giving god absolute control over your life god cannot use you until he has access to your life he's the perfect gentleman he says i stand at the door of your heart and knock if you open the door i will come right in god wants our acceptance our agreement our invitation two cannot walk together unless they would agree and humility is that uh, is that element it's what we give god it's what we come in agreement with God. Humility is that act that, that tells God that we are submitted, we are fully surrounded. Humility uh, means to allow God to conform you to His plan and purposes. And humility is what's required to have an incredible experience with God. You know, the word humility is translated from the Greek word. The word humble is translated from the primitive word to bend the knee. To bend the knee. That's what it means That's the picture of the word humility. Bend the knee. Now, here's an illustration. You see, when weightlifters want to strengthen their legs, right? No exercise is more effective than the squat, Right, the legs carry the body. The stronger your legs, the more stronger you are. When your legs are weak, no matter how things are going well on your upper body, it just doesn't fit together. And when you have weightlifters, really want to, the, the, the squat is an exercise. So what they do is they'll put they'll put weights on their shoulders, right? And what do they do, they squat and down you see i really need to squat a lot i can't squat that much <laughs> i can't squat that much and so it, it they were they, they bend the knee it's a strengthening the knee provides strength for your body it 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 builds strength in your legs it builds your hamstrings the the more you develop your legs the more strength you have, and you develop your legs by what? Squatting, by bending the knee. And when God says, if my people can be humble, can bend their knee, can get to the place where they come down on their height, they realize that without God, I'm nothing. They get to the place where they realize that I need a God, a king, a master, a controller, a manager over my life. I can't run my life. I can't run my marriage. I can't take care of my life. The future is not in my hands. So I I give control of my life to God. It says this is the beginning place where God causes forgiveness and healing and his presence to overshadow your life in order to stand strong spiritually and physically and emotional and financial in every area of your life we've got to be willing to bend the knee which means to be humble well most of us don't like to get low enough but you know we don't go stronger physically if we are not what's strengthening our legs and so it is in that spiritual experience We are humble, which means we bend the knee, we come down from our heights, and we get to a place where we allow God to be God over us, to take supremacy and control over our lives. Oh, there's uplift and growth. Look at what Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, understanding uh, this spiritual truth, tells us in 1 Peter 5, 6. Look at this. It says what? Be humble under God's powerful hand, so he will lift you up when the right time right? We humble ourselves on the God. God says, I will lift you up in due time. I will elevate you based on your humility. My people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves. You know, in football, if you watch football, uh, they tell the offensive line, no matter how big they are, and you can see these big guys, tough guys, strong guys, they tell them no matter how big they are to, what, to stay low. Right? they're not standing high they were they bend their knee right because they know that the team is gonna come in they're gonna try to push them down they're gonna try to get to the quarterback and will pick the ball and guess what when they bend their knee they have more strength that when someone comes to push them they won't fall down and humility the root word meaning bending the knee, it gives us strength. It gives us strength. No matter what challenge is in front of us, no matter what obstacle, no matter what opposition or oppression comes, when we are humble, we are like standing and bending our knee before Almighty God. Be humble under God's mighty power so that He will lift you up at the right time. No matter the opposition or the challenge or the oppression or the hardship or the difficulty that comes our way we are in a place of humility under god's mighty hand god is saying we have the ingredients to be successful in life oh are you allowing god to bend you to his will are you allowing god to bend you to his will where this is what you want to do but when god comes and speaks to your heart or some of the things you know god wants you to do are you saying you know what i'm not going to do my will. instead what i'm going to bend to god's will I'm gonna lean in God's direction. I'm not gonna lean on my own understanding. Instead, I'm gonna follow God's way. I mean, others may not be happy with that. I may even not be happy about that, but I live to please Almighty God so that he will bring favor onto my life. If my people will humble themselves, God is saying, I will hear from heaven. I will heal your land. I would, oh, amen, uh, bring forgiveness unto them. And what i will be attentive to their prayers glory to god and that's what god is looking for humility is one of submission to god it's one where we are living that repented life well look at what the psalmist tells us in psalm 51 verse 16 and 7 it says you do not desire a sacrifice or i would offer not one the sacrifice you desire is what a broken spirit you will not reject a broken and repentant heart." what broken means a humble a, a a humble heart a heart that desires more of god a heart that says not my will but god's will not my way but god's will It says god will not reject that person god will receive and welcome that person god will cause his forgiveness his healing and his presence to revive renew restore that person glory to almighty god it's only the broken, repentant, humble heart is big enough for God to dwell in. God will not dwell in a, in a prideful heart. God will not dwell in a life where it's like I can do all by myself. God will say, go knock yourself out and see how far you, go, you can go. But it's only in a broken, repentant, humble heart that is big enough for God to come and be God in our life. Now, everything God tells us to do, he puts a, a, a benefit around that. And so what are the benefits of humility? what is it that god wants us to know so that we're not in opposition instead we are in cooperation with being humble on before god number one is this that humility opens our lives to blessings and benefits again everything god wants you to do he puts a blessing around it so that we can be motivated to do that the first blessing that we have when we are humble before god is this humility leads to god's guidance that we get to a place where god can guide us God will not guide the prideful. God will not guide the one who wants to do their own thing, has figured everything on their own. God guides the humble. Amen. Psalm 25 verse 9 tells us, God guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way so many things that's going to happen this year you and i don't know about it we can't even figure it out we can understand it we can not change it but god is saying he says i want to guide you i want to lead you i want to teach you and what i'm looking for is that you be humble before me you give me a chance you give me a choice you allow me to control your life you give me that opportunity to direct and redirect your life you give me the opportunity to make changes in your life according to my good purposes that is where my guidance can be operative in your life humility leads to god's kindness next also god rewards humility with what favor if my people can be humble before me You say, what is it if I allow God to control me? God says, you're going to get God's favor. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but what? He shows what? Favor to the humble. He says, I want the favor of God. Well, let's be humble before God. Let's give God full access, full opportunity. Give him 100% uh, uh, control over our life. What God says, let's do it. What God doesn't like, let's stop it let's not even go there and when we go there let's come and repent and ask god for forgiveness and ask him to help us so that we can get right back on track to please him that is that humility that god says says i will show you my favor if you are humble before me humility leads to god's guidance humility god rewards humility with favor look at proverbs 29 23. he says pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor so the opposite of humility in the eyes of god is pride right so if we're doing our own thing god says you you are prideful before god pride means that i'm doing my own thing i'm my own god i have better ideas for my life i have better choices i just want to do to do what i want to do and it doesn't matter what god says That is pride. God says the the opposite of humility, which is pride, will end in what? Humiliation. It will end in failure. It will end in sorrow. It will end in mistakes. It will end in regret. You are not going to get your way when you are not humble. The opposite of humility is what? Pride. But it says what? But humility brings what? Honor. If we let God be God, if we let him take over, If we are in a place where like 2024 help me lord to love you more to trust you more to obey you more help me oh god my lord to take actions and choices that bring glory to you what you say is what I will do it says when you are in that space of complete humility absolute control oh oh, uh, that God has over your life it says what that will bring honor, success elevation breakthrough over your life glory to almighty god humility leads to guidance humility God rewards us with his favor next also humility is the path to greatness the path to greatness now you remember the story where two men went into the temple to pray right now one was obviously not humble He says god you know what i'm not like most people over here particularly this guy right here <laughs> this dude right here he says uh, i'm not like him he said i don't cheat i don't sin, i don't commit adultery i'm not like the tax collector who is a bully who's a mess who's out there robbing people doing all these nasty things everybody hates this guy but as for me i'm a whole lot better than him you know that god right He says, I fast twice a day. I fast twice a week. Now, you know, the Pharisees fasted twice a week. They fasted on Mondays, every Monday and every Thursday. They fasted. But you see, the fasting to them was a mark of piety. It was just a religious observance. There was no repentance in that. Look at me. Every Monday we are fasted. And you see them—the dresses they wear, the long faces that they have. Everybody knows that. Oh, this is a Pharisee. They are fasting on Monday. And you know, some people say, "Oh, we are fasting for forty days. We have this is our fasting season. Oh, we are fasting. Oh, we are fasting. No repentance, no change of heart, no commitment to God, no desire to change. But it's just a formality, a religious observance. So when this guy comes and says, "God, you know me. I fast twice a week." a Pharisee every Monday and Thursday I'm fasting but you know what happened to the tax collector the tax collector stood at a distance he didn't even want to lift his eyes to heaven and instead he beat his chest and sorrow. "Just oh oh God oh God be merciful to me a sinner God almighty be merciful to me a sinner and here's what Jesus said when he told this story when he told this parable uh, Look, eighteen fourteen. It says, "I tell you, this son, not the Pharisee, was in the right with God when he went home. For those who make themselves great will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will what be made great." And God is saying, "Hey, humility is the path of greatness. That when you are in that space where you allow God to control your life, you know." your heart is broken for the things that break the heart of god you are a place where you want to please god you want to obey god he, god says this sinner i tell you he says sinner jesus confesses that he a sinner this person is not acting right but an act of humility before god what changes all that in the eyes of god those who humble themselves will be made great humility is the path to greatness amen Here's another way that jesus put it he says whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant whoever wants to be great amongst you must be must be humble must be gentle must be one who is like god whatever you want god whatever wherever however any way any time any place no conditions Without any it's not, oh, if I feel like it, I'm going to do it. If somebody's going to thank me, I'm going to do it. If everybody is doing it, then I'm going to do it also. If no one is doing it, then I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. Humility leads to greatness. Humility is when we are centered on God. When we surrender totally to God's will and ask God to intervene in our lives. God is saying, I will hear and answer with revival, renewal, and recovery. Glory to Almighty God. So to receive recovery and renewal and breakthrough from God one is I must what demonstrate a humble attitude towards God. The second is this also that I must what demonstrate what an urgency in prayerfully seeking after God. A sense of urgency in prayerfully seeking after God. First, renewal and breakthrough comes when we have a humble attitude towards God. Next is we've got to have a sense of urgency in seeking after God. And here's how the Bible puts it, God puts it. It says, If my people who are called by my name, one will humble themselves, two will what? Pray and seek my face. Pray and seek my face. Why does God say pray and seek my face? And this is what will lead to forgiveness, healing, and his presence. Isn't prayer and seeking God's face the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. You see, prayer is about communicating to God. Seeking is about desiring what God wants to do in my life. Prayer is telling God to heal me, to bless me, to change things in my life. Prayer is asking for God to bring change in my life. Seeking is about desiring God to do what He wants to do in my life. What I haven't asked what I even don't know what is it that I don't even like it is seeking God to do what he wants to do and what God said, we got to do both we need to come and ask God for what we want him to do in our lives then also we need to seek God to do what he wants to do in our lives a dual effect God give me this bless me this help me this ask god he says pray and ask me to do things in your life then also seek and desire me to make changes in your life to bring to pass the things that i want to do in your life according to your the good purpose that i've destined for you glory to god The Hebrew word for seek, balkash, means to deeply desire, to search until found, to pursue. If my people will pray and search until they find me, seek me with all your heart, pursue me diligently, God is saying, I will bring forgiveness, healing, recovery, and renewal in you their lives amen now this is not a passive attitude but it's intentional it is determined it's an aggressive action literally to pursue something until you found it and jesus gave three examples with that right in Luke 15 he says here's a person who had lost a coin and what she did she left everything and went to look for it right that's that attitude seeking after it says he is a shepherd who had hundred sheep and one sheep what had, had gone astray and got lost, left the ninety nine sheep, went and searched all hard until they found that one sheep. And it says he is the prodigal. A father who had two children at home and one, one child left And it says every day the father's out there looking out for that child. Every day the father's looking for that child and hoping, where's my child? Where's my child? And even though the child has squandered all the wealth, squandered life in righteous living, hanging out with prostitutes, living a very sinful life, he says when he started coming home, the father saw him run and then embraced him and said, come my child, put a ring on his finger, put a a sandals on his feet, put a new robe on him. Let's have a part, let's have a celebration. This is son of man was lost and now he's found and this is that seeking after god that god is talking about where we are diligent we are intentional we want all of god for all of us no hold bad he says if we will prayerfully seek god this way he says we'll find his forgiveness we'll find his healing and we'll find his restoration revival and recovery Amen. Here's what God tells us. Look at look at this amazing portion of scripture in, in Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven and thirteen. Eleven and thirteen. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Now, how do we get this? We like the all everything God said, right? He says, I, I want to prosper you. I, I want to I I you know I, I want to bless you. I want to be able to fight your enemies, that nothing will harm you. I want to give you hope in the future. You say I want, I want, I want, but God says you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Two can never walk together until they agree. And that element of agreement where we come and agree with God is for diligently seeking after Him. Twice God says, You will seek me, you will seek me with all your heart. Then the result is that we'll find God. We'll find his forgiveness, we'll find his healing and his recovery and his revival and his breakthrough in our life see one of the problems in life of christians is that you know when we come to god and god starts making things a little bit easy for us we stop seeking after god that uh, the, the, the chase is over <laughs> right we, we, it's like you're dating somebody and now you have them it's like now nah, you don't care about the anymore <laughs> And God is saying, no, it has to be a, a, a lifelong quest of our life to seek after God with all our hearts. To says, seek after me with all your heart. And When we do that with all our heart, God says, we will find him. We will find him. We shall always have the trail. And this is the season, amen, the season of fasting, as we are in right now and dedicating our hearts to God, is that God will awaken us. God will cause the thrill of of experiencing God to come alive in us. God will awaken our expectation that we want more of God in our life. Oh, I hope this is a season where your heart is rekindled. Your faith is stirred up. The joy of the Lord, the joy in being a child of God is being revived and restored. That nothing pleases you more than being closer to Almighty God. The saddest thing about Christians not seeking god is the fact that we lose out on what he wants to do in our lives see the moment we stop seeking after god what happens is we put our renewal we put our recovery we put the continuum of our life adventure on hold you see there are three phases in this salvation experience the first is god saves us and then from that time until we see jesus face to face is the transformation process it's a journey It's a continuous process what god says that i will continue to mold your life and to transform you and to change you and to keep doing things progressively in your life slowly right steadily uh, god is working to improve things in your life but when we stop seeking after god everything goes on hold the last piece is is glorification when we see God face to face where we are trying we are we we become like Him. if my people who will humble themselves pray and seek my face God is saying then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins I will heal them and uh, they will have my presence and my recovery so what is in it for us to seek after god what are the benefits for us seeking after god seeking after god gives us the benefit of god's protection right so we, we get god's god's freedom god's god's freedom god's freedom amen god sits up on high and he has a full 360 per, per view of our our life he sees all things and is able to protect us i read of a story where a lady went to a store to buy something, and she didn't lock her car, and she went in the store very quickly. She said, I want to I grab a few, a few supplies that I need. And So she got it, and she came, entered into a car, and just drove very normal. As she was driving away, she saw this big truck, this big truck started following her. She makes a left turn. The, the truck makes a left turn. She makes a right turn. This truck makes a right turn, and, she speeds up just to try to bring distance between she and this big truck that big truck also speeds she leaves the the um, the city roads and she turns onto the highway and this big truck also turns onto the highway it's following her she goes for it. she's looking at her rearview mirror says oh my goodness she's looking at her side mirror says this big truck is following me. something bad is about to happen she leaves the highway okay and goes into the the um the the the, the um the, the, the city roads this big truck also leaves the city road and this is late at night she's not very very scared and panicking what am i going to do She sees in front of her this is this one one of these 24 7 gas stations that are all all lighted up where there's there are people there all the time and so she she drives the car fast enough into the gas station and when she pulls into the gas station this big truck also follows her into the gas station and she just stops the car right in the door opens the door and runs right into the door seeking for help and she realizes through the window of the gas station that this guy gets off this big car and thinking that this person was going to follow her into the gas station she realized that this person is walking towards her car this person opens the back door and pulls out this guy who had been hiding behind the car evidently this guy who's in the high car when she came out of the, of the store she noticed that this 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 wicked person uh, had snuck into her car and really was hiding underneath the car so that when she got home this person evidently this rapist or this evil mean person would just be out there and bring her to her but this person because he was up on high driving in this big car could see what was behind and while she was driving the car and could not see anyone behind the car she he this guy who is in this big truck could see inside the car and realize that there's somebody who's hiding mm-hmm. on there And that's what our God is. When we seek after God, the God who is high enough has a 360 view of everything that is going on in our life. He knows what tomorrow will bring. He knows who said something about us. He knows what our enemies are plotting. He knows what our choices will lead us to. And God's saying, you seek after me. And when you give me permission in my life, I will will pursue your enemies. I will come after. Glory to God. The things that will hurt you. I will control your life if you give me access. Glory to Almighty God. Just like this guy in this big truck was pursuing, pursue says God says, I will pursue you when you give me a chance, when you give me a choice in your life seeking after god leads to the freedom of god's protection god's provision and god's presence look at this amazing portion of scripture in some some 91 verse 1 verse verse 1, 3 4 10 to 11 it says those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty For God will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. Glory to God. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promise are your armor and your protection. No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Eight times God makes the reference. I will protect you. I will cover you. I will fight for you. I will defend you. it comes when we would seek after god those who live in the shelter of god those who live in the shelter of god he says you'll find rest when you seek after god when you draw near to god god is saying here's what i will do for you i will rescue you i will protect you i will cover you uh, i will shelter you he says he says you will have my armor and 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 my protection i'll fight your enemies that no evil will conquer you no plague will come near your tents i will cause my angels to protect you wherever you go Seeking after God gives us the benefit of God's desire. If my people will will humble themselves and will pray and seek my face. Seeking after God also gives us uh, next the, the benefit of God's provision. That's a seek. Seek, that's that word. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. It says all other things will be added unto you. Closeness to God, nearness to God avails yourself to God's Provision. I love this portion of scripture in Lamentations 325. It says, the Lord is good. Oh, how many of you know that God is good? The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who seek him. The Lord is good. That word goodness carries with it the notion of God giving, God providing. God, oh my Lord, pouring open upon your life his goodness. A good God shares his goodness unto his people the lord is good to those who depend on him look at the word seek to those who seek him you want a taste of the goodness of the lord let's seek after god if my people would humble themselves and will pray and seek my face when we seek after god god we 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 have the benefit of his protection his provision next also we have the benefit of his presence seeking after god gives us the benefit of god's presence he says you will seek me jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, and you find me when you seek me with all your heart twice god says seek me he says well, what will happen when we seek after god he says what well, you will find me in other words god's presence will be with us and we all know the closer god is to you the greater your blessings when god is near our fear is gone when god is near oh the blessings comes forth glory to almighty god Seeking after God also gives us the benefit of his purpose. Oh, I like this portion of scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, I, have the pl- I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart. Twice God says, seek me, seek me, seek me. And what's going to happen? The plans of God, the plans of God, the plans of God you will receive god's plans will have his hope will have a future amen you remember the story of jacob where you know this is an angel that came in and jacob was wrestling with him all night you remember what jacob says jacob said uh, the, the the angel said let me go for daybreak is coming and jacob said i won't let you go until you bless me and that is that attitude that we're holding on to god holding on to god not being apart from god but closer to god and when we do that god says we'll find his protection we'll find his provision we're going to find his presence and his purpose amen 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 if my people you will humble yourself will pray and seek my face see there are only two parables that god talks about prayer in the bible two parables right one was about the widow who goes to the judge and the other was about the guy who needs bread in the middle of the night and in these two parables jesus summed it up by saying don't give don't don't give up keep praying keep praying keep praying keep praying god wants us to be diligent in seeking after him prayerfully and when we do oh yes he'll bring blessing to us so god says if my people who are called by my name, if we humble ourselves, we pray and seek His face, we turn from our wicked ways. He says, He God will hear from heaven; uh, He will forgive our sins. Uh, he God will heal our land. He says, His eyes will be open, ears will be attentive unto us. First, humble attitude towards God will bring revival, renewal, breakthrough. Secondly, also prayerfully seeking after God—that urgency of prayerfully seeking after God—causes rev- revival and renewal to come to us let me end on this note third is that we must demonstrate holiness holiness amen humble ourselves before god secondly also one uh, get to that place where you know we have a sense of urgency in prayerfully seeking after god and third also lay for god holiness simply means that we are separated onto god it means our lives are in obedience to god holiness means that we have decided to follow jesus no turning back Holiness means that we do our best to do what God wants us to do. And when we slip, we don't defend it. We don't excuse it. We don't blame others for it. We come to God and we say, I'm sorry, God, will you forgive me? And we allow him to, for, to cleanse our hearts and empower us so that we can get back with right standing for God. We must demonstrate holiness with God. And he tells us he says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves pray and seek my face next he says, what well, turn from their wicked ways turn from their wicked ways and God looks for this third element to be in operation in our lives for him to bless us now we know here this yeah you say well why is holiness why does God want us to turn from our ways into his ways and live a, a holy life Now hear this i mean in the hospital cleanliness is important right (laughs) in fact the closer you get to the surgery room the more important cleansing is right everybody is just sanitizing their hands and and cleaning things up and all the surgical instruments are constantly being being cleansed and and being sanitized that the smallest amount of dust or impurity on surgical instruments there's great concern about they're always dipping it in in a solution that will clean it and sanitize it and try to make it clean why because a little bit of impurity could contaminate the surgical procedure A little bit of impurity going into an open body, going into that that surgery that's happening could cause problems. So they take great effort in sterilizing the equipment, washing their hands, making sure that they are all covered from head to toe. If a human doctor goes through great detail in an operating room to make sure that the environment is totally free of contamination, then it should come as no surprise to us that God himself, a holy, righteous, pure God, functions in an atmosphere of purity. I says, I'm holy and my people must be holy. We must agree with God and turn from our wicked ways in order to receive renewal, recovery, and breakthrough from God. If we humble ourselves, pray and seek God's face, God says he will turn unto us. If we turn from our wicked ways, God says we'll receive more of him. Here's Here's the consequences of living a lifestyle that doesn't please God. Look at what the psalmist tells us. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I cherish in my heart, what will happen? The Lord will not have heard me. Right? The Lord will not have heard me. Isaiah 55 tells us, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the evil person his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord. And what will happen? God will have mercy on us, for he will freely pardon. Amen here's what the bible tells us look at this amazing portion of scripture it says what the prayer of the righteous person is what powerful and effective it doesn't say our prayers are powerful and effective it doesn't say the prayer of everybody is powerful and effective what he says what the prayer of what the righteous person is powerful and effective god will freely hear from heaven god will hear our prayers he will bring healing And renewal and newness when we pray when we turn from our ways and when we obey him Oh, what areas of our lives is God speaking to us to turn from it what actions or choices that we that we take that God is saying isn't right oh may I encourage you to be bold and be brave God says if you humble yourself if you prayerfully seek me and if you turn from your wicked ways he says what I will hear from heaven I will forgive your sins i will heal your mind and i will be with you oh if we do these things almighty god almighty god will bless us glory to almighty god the lord is good oh let's bow our heads shall we oh father god tonight you've visited us you've shown up in our lives tonight lord god almighty every prayer has been said you've heard us tonight Lord God Almighty oh yes you've stepped into our moments Lord God Almighty and you've done the unthinkable the unimaginable what no eye has seen what no ear has heard you have released it upon our lives that's who you are you are prayer answering God and we thank you we thank you oh God for the power of your word you say if we humble ourselves if we pray and seek you and we turn from our evil ways you say you forgive us you heal us And you'll be attentive to our lives we want this lord god almighty and so burn these truths in our heart give us a heart of humility help us to relinquish our way for your way help us to give you one thousand percent control over our lives oh god my lord oh jesus we give it all up for you lord god take over take over take over every area of our lives right now in the name of jesus father give us that sense of urgency to pray to seek you to pursue you oh god my lord or you can do more in our lives than we can. You say if we pray and seek you. Oh, God, my Lord, we are searching for you. We are knocking on the door of heaven. Oh, God, my Lord, we are tuning, we are dialed into you. Speak to our hearts, show us, lead us, guide us, help us, Lord God. Awaken us, Jesus, oh, to a sense of obedience and closeness to you, Lord God. And Father, you ask us to turn from our wicked ways. We want to do that. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord God Almighty. Oh, Jesus, turn up spirituality in us, Lord God Almighty. Turn up, oh God, my Lord, holiness in our hearts and our minds. Father, bless us today. Bless us today as we visited with you, oh God. Bless us today as we've come to seek your face. Bless us today, Lord God Almighty. Every one of us. Bless our, our lives. Bless our jobs. Bless our families. Bless our loved ones. Oh God, my Lord. Anyone who is in trouble. Anyone who is sick that's related to us. Anyone who is in danger. Anyone who they're suffering in their lives. Oh God, we intercede for them tonight. Oh God, my Lord. Reach out and be a blessing unto them. Help the weak. God, my Lord. Lift up, Jesus, the suffering. Father, intervene in situations in our lives. In the lives of our loved ones. Oh God, my Lord. Let there be revival. Let there be revival renewal, let there be recovery, ten times of refreshing from your throne room into our lives, oh God. Oh, you can do all things. We thank you, Lord, and we love you on this day for what you have done. Hallelujah in Jesus' name.